0: You are about to listen to one of the five sample lessons for the Arizona Real Estate Salesperson Exam Prep Audio Lessons. The full length of this series of audio lessons is 8 hours and 42 minutes and consists of 20 individual lessons to help you prepare for the Arizona Real Estate Salesperson Exam. If you like these lessons, you might consider going and buying the full bundle of audio lessons at the website reexampodcast.com. Thank you. Welcome to this lesson entitled Arizona Licensing Requirements. We're going to talk a little bit about in this lesson the professional real estate organizations that they have in Arizona, some of the things that you need to do in order to get your real estate license in the first place. to get a broker's license how to renew your license and some of the other things that talk about the duties and what you can do with and without a license so let's go ahead and get started first thing i want to talk about is one of the major professional organizations that you'll have to do with if you're getting licensed as a real estate professional in arizona and that's the AAR, or the Arizona Association of Realtors. This is for real estate brokers and agents and others in the real estate industry who happen to live and work in Arizona. They are involved in a variety of different things, including education, so helping people get the education they need for their licenses, and then also continuing education for people who already have their licenses. That's a big part of what they do. They're involved at the the government level in in helping to bring forth new legislation that they see as necessary, that sort of thing, and supporting things or uh, opposing things that come up that affect the real estate industry in some way. Uh, They set professional standards. It's up to them to show... Uh, So what what establishes what the professional standards for real estate agents are, and so that's an important part of that as well. And then, it basically is being the public face of professional of real estate professionals in the state of Arizona. So all those things fall under the AAR's uh, mission statement. They. Also, support real estate professionals by creating contracts and forms to help with real estate transactions. So, if you already, ha- so if you have these forms in place, it's a lot easier just to um, carry on your business. If you if you don't have to make up these forms from scratch, you can just go ahead and. Uh, use the forms that they already have printed out for you. Because a the lot, the, lot of the real estate transactions are just the same thing over and over again. It, unless you have some sort of crazy exception to the rule, then you can just use the standard forms that they provide. It's made up of an executive board of people with a bunch of volunteer committees. So the executive board oversees the volunteer committees. And so here are some of the committees that they have that you might be even to volunteer yourself for if you are so inclined. They have the Legislative and Political Affairs Committee, or the LPA, that protects private property rights, works with the government on real estate issues, and then also motivates members to civic actions. So they if there's something that they feel really passionate about, they say, hey, this is going to affect your business. Uh, It's going to affect real estate professionals in our state, get out and vote, get out and encourage others to vote, and so on and so forth. So that is the LPA. Then we also have the Risk Management Committee, or the RCM, or the RMC, and they are the people that oversee all the form creation. So all those forms I was talking about, they're the people that help that out. And if there's a change in the law where the form needs to be changed, then they're the people that create the new form and then let people know about the changes so that they can uh, get on board with that. Then they also oversee the legal hotline and any arbitration. So if there's any problems that need to be worked out with an arbiter, they are also the people that do that. Then we have the Services Technology Committee, or the BST, and they support member communication. So able to communicate with each other, with other people in your same field, with the, the government, with the organization as a whole. They conduct surveys and research, and they support computer applications such as e-sign. So, if you're a real estate professional, a lot of things these days are signed electronically, and so with things like e-sign, and so if you need support on that to help people sign legal documents. Then that's. The committee that you turn to, the BST. Then finally we've got the Professional Business Development Committee, or the PBD, and they prepare tools to help members perform at a high professional level, so help people understand what it is they need to do and how they can better implement and sort of best practices. All right, so that's a a bit about the AAR, an organization you definitely need to be familiar with. We also have the Arizona Department of Real Estate. That's another professional organization that you definitely need to know about, and that is also just shortened as the ADRE, the Arizona Department of Real Estate, and they are the people that actually oversee the licensure and the regulation of, of people in the state of if somebody comes up and does something wrong, they're the people that decide whether or not that person should keep their license or whether some other form of discipline would be appropriate in that case. So all real estate professionals of all types need to be licensed through them. Nobody in the state of Arizona could be paid for real estate activities that require a license without actually having a license. There are some things, some support Positions that we'll talk about a little bit later that do not actually require a license, but they they don't include most of their typical things that you think about when we're talking about real estate. So here are some of the, here are some of the activities that you need to have a license for in order to do in the state of Arizona. To so if you're getting paid to do any of the following, you need to have a license for that. Selling, exchanging, purchasing, renting, or leasing real estate. So basically, any just about anything you can do to real estate, you've got to have a license in order to do that. So that, that makes sense. Offer to sell, exchange, purchase, rent, lease, rent real estate, or timeshares. So also just making an offer if you're acting in someone's behalf and and creating an official offer to do any of those things that also requires you to have a real estate license listing real estate for sale so you even just to list the real estate as being on the market you need to have a real estate license you may make sure that you do it in the proper way there are guidelines that have to do with listing property and advertising property that have to be adhered to and so that is a One reason that you need to be a professional who's licensed has had the education in order to understand those guidelines. If you want to auction real estate, you have to have a license collecting rent, advertising real estate, or negotiating real estate contracts. All of those things require you to have a license. So let's talk a little bit about the two different kinds of licenses. So there are two tiers of licensing in Arizona when we're talking about a typical real estate professional. We have the salesperson license and we have the broker's license. A salesperson license is not as difficult to get, it's a lower tier of license, but if you're a salesperson, you have to work for someone else. You can't establish your own practice, you're not your own boss. A salesperson has to work under another broker. However, if you have a broker's license, then you can work for yourself or for another broker. You have a little, it's a little bit higher of a license. You can do more things. And you have a little bit more freedom with that, though It is a, requires more. It's a bit more difficult to obtain. So let's talk about the difference between obtaining a salesperson's license and a broker's license. So for a salesperson's license, you need to be a person of good character. You need to, when they look into your background, you need to demonstrate that you have a good reputation, that you don't have a bunch of things in your criminal record, that sort of thing. Good idea to have professional references that who can attest to your good character, either former employers or other people who have worked closely with you can attest that yes you are an honest and good person you don't have things in your past that would raise red flags you also need to not have had a real estate license denied within the past year or revoked within the past two years in some in of course arizona or in another state you can't have had that sort of disciplinary action within the last little bit before they'll give you another chance if they will You have to be at least 18 years old you cannot get a real estate license if you are a minor so you do have to be an adult you have to complete 90 hours of pre-licensure education from an accredited institution so you that's broken down as to the exact classes that you need to take and there's different areas that you have to take you can't just be any 90 hours but you have to figure out from a local institution okay these are the 90 hours that i need to take in order to get my real estate license, my salesperson's license in this case. So once you've done that, you uh, you then, of course, need to take the real estate exam where there's going to be some questions that are about national, federal laws, so real estate in the country, and there will be another section of the exam where it's real estate specifically in Arizona. So you need to have both a broad knowledge of real estate throughout the whole country and a more specific knowledge of real estate for Arizona itself. So all these tests are multiple choice. They're typically taken on the computer, so you need, but, and you need to pass with a certain percentage in order to qualify. You can't just take the test and say, oh, I'm done, and not get a lot of them right and expect to, to do that. Well, you'd have, to, you'd have to retake it, so you have to make sure that you get a good score on the test and not just take the test. Once you've done that and you've had your background check done, you have to take a six-hour continuing education course in contract law and contract writing. You do all of these things and submit your application to the Arizona Department of Real Estate, you can go ahead and apply for licensure. and They can decide after looking at everything, yes, they've completed everything, they're a good candidate, or no, there are some concerns, they're not going to be allowed. So that's what you have to do in order to get your salesperson's license. And then remember that's one where you, ha- you have to work for somebody else under a different broker. Next we have a broker's license. And so the biggest difference between a salesperson's license and a broker's license is that a broker actually has to have some real-world experience. For a salesperson, you need to have the education, you need to pass the test, but to be a broker... You actually have to have some in-the-field experience, or it doesn't count. So, in this case, in the state of Arizona, you have to have three years of actual experience as a real estate professional within the last five years. So, it can't also can't be experience that you had a really long time ago, and that you're not you don't have anymore. you probably don't remember as well anymore it has to be pretty current it has to be within the last five years three of the last five years have to be spent in full-time real estate professional service so uh, that's the biggest requirement is you in order to upgrade to a broker's license but you also have to do Another exam that is a little bit more intense than the salesperson's exam. It's just the broker's exam. So you, as long as you have the experience and then you pass the exam, you can go ahead and reapply and become a broker. So a lot, many people simply just become a salesperson first and work for a few years, study up for the broker's exam. And once they've had the experience, take the broker's exam and they upgrade their license So that's basically how that typically works. So once you have a license, it's not like a license for life. You have to periodically renew your license, and in this case, in the state of Arizona, it's every two years. It's different for different states. Every state has its own guidelines, but as for Arizona, it's every two years. You have to have an additional 24 hours of continuing education if you are a salesperson and want to renew your license, or an additional 30 hours of continuing education if you are a broker and you'd like to renew your license. So you just have to provide evidence that you have had your continuing education to the Arizona Department of Real Estate. They'll look at that, and you look at your renewal application and decide whether you will be renewed, and typically if you haven't had any disciplinary action or anything wrong with your license, and you complete all of your education on time, you typically will be renewed, it's just they have to look at everybody's, and one of the things if you have had problems and complaints against you, they can decide to say, well, in this case we're not going to renew your license because you've had too many complaints against you, So that's another way that people can come under punishment if you do something wrong as a real estate professional. So I, I talked a little bit about all the things that you need to do in order to be licensed. And I talked about the things that you can do once you are licensed. Let's talk about a few things that can be done even if you're not licensed. So there are some people who help out with real estate transactions who don't have to have Um, real estate licensing these unlicensed assistants are allowed to do certain activities but typically these activities are also under the supervision of a licensed person so they can do it as long as they're being supervised by someone who is licensed so let's say you have a brokerage and you have some assistants there they can all work under you if you are a licensed person then they can do certain things for you to help your business run more smoothly for example, running personal errands for the brokerage, that's totally fine. They can do clerical or administrative tasks. They're filing things, they're doing data entry, that sort of thing. Those things are allowed. That's not a problem at all. And preparing marketing materials, as long as that's done under the supervision of a real estate professional, they can go ahead and do that. Though the real estate professional then has to review those materials and make sure that they are all... Um, complying with all of the regulations and statutes, such as being careful not to do anything that could be considered discriminatory advertising, or so that's an important part of being supervised as a real estate professional. And then we have, as uh, as I mentioned, data entry or delivering documents, so if somebody needs to be served a document or yeah, it needs to go sign a contract or whatnot, they can actually deliver the documents even if you're not licensed, if your licensed person supervises you doing so. And then making and confirming appointments. So, well, they, you want to make an appointment to show somebody a piece of property, then your assistant can take care of that. That's not something you have to be licensed in order to do. So those are some things that fall under that category. All right, so let's now go back, and I'm going to quiz you. I want to see whether you understood what we talked about today. So basically, I will ask you a question. I'll give you a few seconds to think about the correct answer. Uh, You can decide either to pause your recording, or you can try just to answer it in the few seconds that you have, if you already know and then I will give you an explanation of the answer. If you get a lot of these right, then you can feel confident to move on to the next lesson. If you haven't gotten a lot of these right, you might want to review what we've already talked about today and then come back and test yourself again. So let's go ahead and get started with that. My first question is, what does the acronym AAR stand for when we're talking about Arizona, when we're talking about real estate? So the AAR is the Arizona Association of Realtors, a professional organization in Arizona. So what are some of the things that the AAR AAR are involved in? What are some of the things that they do? So they're involved in all sorts of things, including education especially for real estate agents and also for the public. They are involved in government, profe- uh, establishing professional standards, and just being the public face of real estate in Arizona. They also helped create contracts and forms to help real estate transactions, to make them standardized, make them easier, so that you don't have to come up with a new form every time you want a certain kind of contract. That makes things a lot easier, in fact. What are some of the committees that form the AAR? There are several of these committees. See if you can name a few of those. So we have the Legislative and Political Affairs Committee. We have the Risk Management Committee, we have the Services and Technology Committee, and also the Professional and Business Development Committee. Those are all committees under the AAR. So what does the Risk Management Committee What does the Risk Management Committee do, or the RMC? What are some of the things they are responsible for? So there's a few things that they do, including overseeing the form creation that I talked about, running the mediation program, administering the legal hotline, and then overseeing any arbitration that needs to happen as well. What are some things that the Services and Technology Committee are responsible for? See if you can name a few of those. So this committee is, helps out with communication between members, especially electronic communication, and also providing support for computer applications such as eSign, which are such an important part of real estate contracts and business these days. Finally, what does the Professional and Business Development Committee do? What are they responsible for? So they're responsible for making materials that help professionals perform at the highest level possible. So these can be like continuing education materials, different things that help communicate best practices, that sort of thing. All right, so how is the AAR different from the ADRE? What is the ADRE and how are they different from the ADR? So, in this case, the ADRE stands for the Arizona Department of Real Estate. And I mentioned that all the things that the other one does. In this case, these people are the ones who are actually responsible to give out real estate licenses and to either decide whether they're to be given, to be revoked, or to be renewed, whatever. These people take care of all questions having to do with licensure. My next question is, what are what are some paid activities? Some things that you have to have a real estate license in the state of Arizona in order to get paid for? See if you can name a few of those. So these include renting selling exchanging purchasing or leasing real estate or offering to do so listing real estate auctioning real estate that's a one you might not think of collecting rent, advertising real estate and negotiating real estate contracts all of those things require you to be a licensed professional in order to do them if you're not then you can get in trouble if you accept money for doing any of those things so definitely want to steer clear of that. My next question is, What are the, what is the difference between a salesperson's license and a broker's license? See if you can tell me the difference between those two things. So a broker's li- a salesperson's license is the lower of the two licenses. It allows you to go ahead and work as a real estate professional under a licensed broker. So it's, it's sort of the, the lower of the two tiers. And then the broker's license allows you to be your own boss. You can go ahead and open up your own brokerage, or some brokers just work for other brokers. But you have a little bit more freedom there. It shows that you've already got some real-life experience. So that's an important distinction to draw there. My next question is what is what do you need to do in order to get your salesperson's license? What are some things you need to do? There's quite a few requirements. So, first thing is you need to be 18 years old. Can't be a minor. You need to be as a person in a good good standing, as that has a good reputation and moral character. You can have a bunch of you know crimes on your criminal record, felonies. You not you need not to have had a real estate license denied or revoked within the last couple years. You need to have ninety hours of pre-licensure education, so you need to go take some courses. You need to complete the real estate exam, and then you need to. Take a six-hour continuing education course in contract law and contract writing once you've done that. So how is that different from obtaining a broker's license? What additional things do you have to do in order to obtain a broker's license? See if you can remember that. So the biggest thing about a broker's license is that you just have to have more experience. You you can't get it right off the bat. You have to have some experience. In this case, three years of qualifying experience in order to make that work. And then you have to take another exam. It's called a broke. Called the broker's exam, which is a little bit more intensive than the salesperson's exam. So that's the difference there. Next question is what do you have to do in order to renew your license in Arizona, and how often are you required to do that? See if you can answer that question. So in this case, it's actually every two years you have to go ahead and renew. In order to do that, you have to get 24 hours of continuing education if you're just a salesperson and 30 hours of continuing education if you happen to be a broker. So there's a little bit more, there's a higher bar that's set for people who are brokers. Then my next question is, what are some things that that unlicensed real estate assistants are allowed to do? What are some things that are okay for them to do under the supervision of a broker or that is a licensed person? All sorts of these. But they include running personal errands, doing clerical or administrative tasks, preparing marketing materials under close supervision, of course, performing data entry, delivering documents, and setting up appointments. So, I like to show a house or to sign some documents or whatever it is. Setting up appointments is something you can do even without a license. And that is all for our lesson for today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned from this last audio lesson, and if you did, you might consider buying the full bundle of audio lessons at reexampodcast.com. Best of luck in your studies.